Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot Feed. My name is Raheem Cox. I'm a professional writer slash podcaster. You can find my books and podcasts via my website, www.rootforcepublications.com. As part of this bi-weekly episode of Hot Feed, I will be discussing topics such as the absence of local news, the effects of solitary confinement, corrupt police, and anti-LGBTQ policies. Not to keep you waiting, let's jump straight into it. Dating back to 2005, while the internet was becoming its peak performance, its rise in usage has led to a throwout due to PC-administered news briefs, a dismissal of local news. I'm sure many of you out there have witnessed the lack of absence of newspapers sold by your local vendors. In current America, with the effect of the pandemic, also, now radio stations, some 25% lost their presence in broadcasting altogether. Hundreds of radio stations have gone bankrupt or fell off the air since the rise in in the pandemic. 70 million Americans, one-fifth of the United States, now reside in areas of living with no local news organizations. I was ashamed recently as a writer and informant of news coverage. Myself, the lack of newspapers, which once could be found in local delis and supermarkets. It's almost as if without these public addressals, if if. If it weren't for access to the internet, I would have no way to determine what took place in my surrounding area. This is very unhealthy of a practice, mental and spiritual wise. Parents, adults, or young adults are almost in an, in an outdated fashion of government, lacking the necessities to enlighten themselves. That's it for this segment. Next up is the effect of solitary confinement. Let's get to it. If you haven't already spent time in a jail or prison, know this. It can wreak havoc on you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Once convicted of a crime and placed behind bars, your entire thought process will change. I spent time myself incarcerated, so from first-hand experience, I know the effect. I know the effect. Solitary confinement is a penalization within jails or prisons to further penalize an inmate within these facilities, a lot of times due to improper conduct. I never during my jail stretch was the parent to this enforcement, but I will soon shed light from witness to its effect, from witnesses to its effect. Coming from a news article in my possession, those going into this confinement then coming out changes you for life as said by several inmates. One witness at first, before before being a parent there, he thought it was nothing. 10 to 20 to 30, 10 to 20 to 30 days. He had no problem with. Then as time went along, 
he begins to fade away mentally, beginning to talk to himself. Another mentioned the noise while in solitary, in solitary holding was surreal. You begin having people bang on the, their walls, frustrated by its placement, and that the majority in there are like animals screaming for help. These policies and guidelines under the Department of the Corrections have been visible for decades. I'm sure you heard in your local newspapers or television mentions on how the government is trying to put it into these punishments. This has though been the statement placed by our lawmakers for decades. I guess in a way, jail or prison was meant to be harsh. That's it for this segment. Next up is corrupt police. Let's get to it. Many of us understand police enforcement is sometimes sanctionable, sometimes sanctionable. Though there are many that are biased to the, pe to the people towards their pledge as an officer. Being a police officer, first off, is first off, is a position many sign up for, but are not fit to meet the criteria behind the role of. Police corruption is often the effect of the fact that many officers weren't meant to have that form of power in the first place. It's a true fact that power in general corrupts. Every day throughout America, mainly in urban communities, police are using their power as an officer for personal gain. Some even profit off their role. Let me give you one example. That should show you just how corrupt some officers are. In New York City, a former NYPD detective is now under trial for his alleged lies to over hundreds of fraudulent cases, in which these convicted, in which those convicted by him were set up. Hundreds. The NYPD is now is known for its share of corruption. One officer, which led hundreds of cases, which were tampered with should illustrate the law system and just how one side of a deal you're, you're involved in when it comes to a citizens versus law enforcement. This cop with 20 years on the job has led to some 400 cases overturned in his behalf. That's just, that just questions my thinking of what really goes on on the streets and in minority, minority neighborhoods while I live up to my everyday role as a citizen. With that scaling amount of overturned cases and my knowledge on just how the corrupt just how corrupt police departments like those in New York are, it's evident there's more of a war going on on the streets than media portrays. That's it for this segment. Next up is anti LGBTQ laws policies. Let's get to it. So far this year, more than 100, 140 anti-LGBTQ laws were introduced or are under consideration in more than 20 states, the highest number on record. These policies include ban on books, 
being on book steam by LGBTQ or conversations about sexual orientation or gender identity in class, outlawing gender affirming care, and trans youth sports bids. Protects protests against family friendly drag events have also taken place in nearly every state. The LGBTQ youth are facing dramatic effects, especially transgender and nine and nine non-binary kids and young adults. Also, that the growing number of policies restricting their rights have negatively impacted their mental health, leading to feelings of anxiety, fear, sadness, and stress. In the year 2022, more than 220 bills were put into place dictating legislature on their behalf. In a national sample of up to 200 LGBTQ youth ages 13 to 24, 71%, 71% of the youth said they were negatively impacted mental health-wise. 9 in 10, some 86% of transgender youth were negatively affected. Me, myself, I stay out of LGBTQ policies, not because I disfavor their agenda. I mostly don't have the time to determine if these policies are sanctionable. The gay or transgender community, I cannot myself relate to, but I feel their voice should be silenced silence to the point where they have a hard time coping with living that's it for this segment next up is large company layoffs let's get to it all employers who employers who fill a spot at a position of employment need security Layoff in the masses by large companies are often. The effect of these layers are, layoffs are drastic. I sure would not like, not like to be working one day and providing the needs for me and my family and terminated due to some institutional inconvenience. This is largely evident year to year by large companies in America. Let me give you some examples. Right now, Google's parent company, Alphabet, is slashing an estimated 12,000 jobs, reducing the company's workforce by about 6%. An announcement that comes just days after Microsoft cut 10,000 jobs, nearly 5% of its workforce. To add to, these, to add to these layoffs in the masses, Facebook's parent company, Meta, is shedding 11,000 positions, 13% of its workforce. The same cuts go by new Twitter CEO Elon Musk, who reduced the social media company's workforce by a staggering 50%. My personal opinion as part of these layoffs or branches of government, our branches of government must do a more better role in balancing the effects of so much job cuts in times of crisis for American homes. There's no excuse in it. In an oversight session, in an overnight session, thousands can be left homeless without reimbursement of some government action to fill these terminations.
Too often, the individual citizen has the role our lawmakers should be given. With no system of fairness and workforce benefit equity. That's it for this segment. Next up is paying credit card debt. Let's get to it. Credit card interest rates in America are now the highest since 1942. Mid-December this year, the average interest interest rate was 19.42%. Inflation has led the Federal Reserve to heighten these rates, says Ted Rossman, credit card analyst for Bankrate.com, whom, whom track rates for consumer loans. Most credit card consumers pay the minimum payment of their car on their cards due to the need to pay so many other bills. Over time though, only paying the minimum adds adds only paying the minimum adds thousands of dollars to the amount you owe. A trend hard to break out of with the necessities needed for the average average household. The average amount owed to a card card holder is $6,569, according to LendingTree, an online loan marketplace. With balance of that amount, your interest rate is 18%, and you pay only the minimum of $165 each month. Taking an approximate five years to retire the debt, topping your total payments to $10,000. Credit card. Credit cards are some of the fastest solutions for Americans to fill needs financially. Now that inflation has affected just about every corner of the economy, sometimes these cardholders are the best solution to opt out of debt. Whatever you do budget or goal-wise financially, you have to be smart. The cost of living is tight for Americans. The temptation to pick up credit out of the desperation is common. You just don't want to seek these credit card companies to fill a bill and end up washing your life away with debt. That's it for this segment. Next up is self-doubt can be a good thing. Let's get to it. Self-doubt can actually be prevalent to the function of your well-being, according to Nika Kabiri, PhD Senior Director of Decision Science at the legal tech company Silo. Which this director summed up was not was not to doubt your capabilities or ability to make good decisions. More, she said, doubting what we know and the information information we have. The human mind is complex. When in function at optimum capacity, you can be complemented, in my opinion, by reluctance. Or based off this director's viewpoint and my own, the room for newly found or Unsurety in areas of suggestivity can be an opening link to room for your overall status or productivity. 
I carry somewhat of a heavy workload as an entrepreneur in the literary field. So I agree that self-doubt in many occurrences is just an invisible door for better satisfaction of living. What I believe, though, is self-doubt takes many forms. It can be a move from place to place, being unable to solve a math equation in your head, when at other times you had no problem doing it, or waking up on the wrong side of the bed and not trying to shape your day more betterly, and just and not and just be being satisfied with your opening day of exhilaration. Nikki says the reason it's important to self-doubt our information is because our brains are wired to be hyper-efficient. They take up 2% of our body's mass and 20% of our fuel. The conservation of may be the mole of self of self by my relation to Nikki's findings. That's it for this segment. Next up is the power of Haitian gangs. Let's get to it. Violence in Haiti is becoming a big problem. The, the Caribbean island has over the years become a large issue surrounding rapes, kidnappings, and ambushes on the police. These increases in crime have become the new norm in Haiti. For years, Haiti has struggled with endemic violence, but the country has undergone lawlessness after the 2021 killing of former President Jovenel Moise. In the current island of Haiti, powerful gangs have taken advantage of the political chaos and discontent with the current government led by Prime Minister Ariel Henry. Much of the population there are terrorized by some of the country's nearly 200 gangs and their agenda to expand power. The United Nations suggests nearly 60% of Port O Prince, Port O Prince is controlled by gangs. That number by Haitian residents is estimated by 100% controlling the islands. After 10 elected officers ended their Senate terms in early January, the parliament and presidency have been left unfilled due to the fact the government has failed to hold elections. That's it for this segment. Next up is Predator Guiding Colleges Gets Convicted. Let's get to it. For years, a sick and disturbed gynecologist Use his position of medical care to permit sexual acts on his patients. His name, Robert Haddon, of Columbia University, was recently found by a Manhattan jury guilty of enticing patients under sexual abuse. What apparently occurred while these women were subdued for services rendered to treat their vaginal problems, this perv doctor, who was in such a desperate need of sexual play, Entice acts upon his victims, whom knows, whom knows down to the detail in each case he rendered. This, in my opinion, is why women in general are so withheld from dealing with certain aspects of government, government personnel, or government's proceedings. 
This doctor faces up to 80 years when sentenced in prison. I believe he definitely got every second of him of incarceration for the torment suffered by his victims. He allegedly acted out on more than a hundred acted out more than a hundred times over the years, defiling the role doctors have to live up to. I'm sure this news briefing hurt many other gynecologists and members of the medical field whom people of need go to for diagnosis. Hundreds. This will be a headline of the medical field for years to come, and I'm sure the anguish he put these women through led other women to be more guarded and provisional over whom they choose to for treatment. That's it for this segment. Next up is education and foster kids. Let's get to it. Mentioned by advocates from a Freedom of Information law request, students in foster care face some of the most difficult times adjusting to school attendance, suspensions, and test scores. These trends set them apart from any student population. By recall in a news article, it stated thousands of students have been let down by the public school system. This article reminded me these problems were placed upon foster kids for many years now. Foster care, like education, is a touchy topic. Most, care, most caregivers or facility providers don't harness the inner mold to cater to someone without biological parental supervision. This goes also for the demographics of foster care children. They're in the media portrayed as children without proper desperation to live likely. And often they are stereotyped as unfit for society, societal norms. It's bad enough they don't have the care within the household or finance from a normal childbearing in order to see themselves likely. Often the image they fall under leads them to not have the will to be a fit member of society. In my opinion, every housing structure, whether it be normal, adopted, single parent or foster care needs proper ca single parent or foster care needs proper care to balance out the lack of reason and equity permitted by american citizens that's it for this segment next up is an all electric future let's get to it After a recollection, recollection on different forms of operating energy, I promote the alternization of electric operated future for homes and building structure. Not only is it safer, it can be, after study, be a shedding cost to paying expensive bills, with Americans, which Americans have been for years in anguish over. The, the comparison to electric operated homes and buildings Vice operation of fossil fuel run structures shows their rudimentary benefits, which illustrate which illustrates safer neighborhoods based on components to to operation like safer air, safer bodily functioning, 
unless maintenance needed to allow sustainment. Growing up, I knew a day would come when an upgrading for the fundamental living would come that would allow things like an electric operated community to be prevalent. New York City is currently on the foot of the foot of support on these provisions, stating by legislation signed into law last December, which allows all new buildings in the city to be built without fossil fuel hookups. New York City is often the landmark for new ideas. With this being said, I'm sure a lot of other states are in the works are in the works to get electric operated surrounded communities around America up and running. The future will mean electric heat pumps that warm homes in the winter and cool them in the summer. It will also mean buildings that are more safer, cleaner, and better for the environment. And for the and for the best part of it all, they will be cheaper to live and work in. That's the final segment of Hot Feed. I hope you gain much on public awareness. Tune in in two weeks for the next episode. Feel free to stop by my website if you feel how feed was beneficial and donate to the future cause of my book and podcast collections. Once again, my website is www.rootforcepublications.com. Thank you.